So Aaron, one of the common themes that we talk about in a lot of these episodes is making this big move to a big city and, um, you know, particularly L.A. Do you have uh, a, a sort of process or um, let's hear about like your preparation for making just a big move or a big change like in your life? Hmm. Uh, yeah, I mean, I think that move, you know, is huge for anyone who makes it because it's, you know, for all of us coming out here, you know, it's such a commitment to not even just the move, but to, I think, uh, you know, putting yourself out there and like investing in your success, you know, putting yourself in a position, in a place, you know, where you can, you know, thrive and succeed in what you want to do and, and following your passion. So I think it's, it's a risk for anyone to take, but, uh, I mean, for me, I, I would say I've been lucky enough to kind of gradually, uh, come out, you know, we've, I've been coming out, you know, uh, you know, a week every month to work on projects and go back and forth. Uh, I'm definitely looking forward to making that full-time switch. Um, but yeah, there's a lot of thought preparation going into it. Obviously we had stuff going on already. You know, I didn't kind of come in here completely cold. You know, that's definitely uh, maybe a little bit more overwhelming for someone who, who doesn't already know some people or, you know, have some connections or is coming in specifically for a job, for a project. Um, so for me, like making that full-time change is really just about you know, really committing to to what I want next with my career, you know, with my life, uh, making this transition into trying to do full time work in the film industry with video, you know, building this project. Um, so honestly, like as, as much as it's, you know, betting on yourself and it, it, it is a risk and it can be scary, you know, it, it is the only, you know, it was the only decision for me. Yeah. And for me, I know that I did a lot of overthinking mm -hmm. like before, like coming out here. Um I made the decision like relatively um, quickly, but since I gave myself such a short amount of time, it was about, um, I just got off the ship. I gave myself two weeks uh, before I moved out here. There was no like overthinking it. Well, I would say that I did all of that. Uh, Prior. All of that like thinking or um, that like, like building that anxiety in that two weeks. Mm. Um, but maybe giving myself a timeline did help. And, you know, buying myself like the ticket, having some a couple of friends out here. But um, one thing I took for granted was like the importance of like building relationships. Mm -hmm. And like like when I got here again, I tried to like do everything on my own. So I would have appreciated like a lot more preparation or like asking of questions. You know, that's what I would from, from people who have been through it before. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. the advice I would give my uh, my younger <laughs> self. Sure, sure. That piece is so important. And I think that's what's driven like my career. And it's what's um, given me like the most reward for sure. Yeah. And that, that networking process can be also, I think, overwhelming for people who aren't necessarily used to doing that. Yeah. Or, or used to working and collaborating with people in that way. Mm -hmm. And our next guest has traveled halfway around the world to pursue her dreams and her interests. I think for anybody who's coming here, LA, I believe, is like a place where you can be whatever you want to be, but you have to not lose yourself in that process. All right, our guest today is singer-songwriter and music artist Ladders. Welcome. Thank yeah, you so welcome. much for having me. Yeah, thanks for being on the podcast with us. <laughs> yes, I'm excited. <laughs> yeah. Uh, we want to get right into it. How did you start your, your musical journey? 
Um, it started, I mean, honestly, I don't remember, but it was my mom also is a musician. Like, so I was like very young when she enrolled me into like Indian classical singing. Okay. Um, and three years into that, I was like, oh, I don't know if I can do this anymore. And then I like sort of switched to like contemporary, like Western stuff like that. So yeah, I was like maybe like second grade. Oh, grade. wow. And I was singing since I was like very young, but training like since maybe third grade. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, that's that's early for, for <laughs> classical music. Yeah, it's crazy. Yeah. I would fall asleep in my classes because I mean I didn't understand it. I was like too young. Like now I'm always like, yeah, I would be now very, you have very an appreciation for <laughs> yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I I would say like um I mean I always heard like classical music growing up, but it wasn't until I went to university where I like really dove into it and that was like the main focus as um, a performance arts major was like classical first and that sort of like built the structure and then we got more into um, like the jazz which is what I wanted to go to school for but the classical stuff is tough. Yeah. Um, I mean not only like technically but like you know to, to have an ear for that and to like play with like such like precision Absolutely. I know like jazz music you can play a wrong note or you can hide it yeah, yeah it. and it's still it's expression it's there's an excuse i guess to like kind of <laughs> it was a choice yeah yeah like oh i meant to do that yeah. kind of um but not with classical like you have to know the piece and like um it's got to be performed and everybody knows it yeah everyone knows it yeah yeah, yeah. so um like growing up you said your mom was a was a musician who did she introduce you to or like who are some of your other like music influences I mean, when I was that young, like the only the the kind of music I would consume at that time were e either like bhajans, that's like Indian hymns, okay. or like you know religious music, and that's what like mostly the classical music also has. Like the Indian classical music has a lot of like hymns and like all of that stuff, so a lot of religious music. And at the same time, there was like Bollywood, so <laughs> it's like two extremes. Very, uh, upbeat, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So that was like the kind of music that I sort of like grew up listening to. And that's what my mom, I mean, my mom used to sing a lot of like 80s Bollywood music, which is comparatively more like lyrically heavy and sort of like very, very melodious. Mm, kind of okay. stuff. Like now it's more like party music and things like that. And it used to be like, like the lyrics from like those times and like Bollywood music is just so beautiful. Like, just the other day, I was like, I have so much appreciation for like the way that they wrote, a, even if it's just about like writing about love or whatever, it's still like so well written. Mm -hmm. I think a lot of the stuff that we probably recognize here is more like the, you know, the big like wedding party songs and stuff. That's yeah. the stuff we probably most familiar with, I would say. Mm -hmm. But there's so much uh, other stuff as well, right? Right, right, right. Yeah. yeah, definitely like the Punjabi music is, I think, like more like global mm -hmm. in terms of, you know, like Indian music. But yeah like old bollywood music is real yeah it's it's really well written yeah that's cool <laughs> well tell us a little bit how you um have like infused uh like, like music from there and like the stuff that you're into now like the r&b and the hip-hop because you didn't grow up in los angeles correct right yeah i grew up like right outside of mumbai so i was away from all the chatter but still like close enough to access everything but i think i I always like I hate like putting myself in like genres so I can't like I can never create like if you listen to my music except like the new like Bollywood stuff 
um it's very hard for me to like put myself in like a genre like i just like combine a bunch of like cool sounds and like put it together so like recently what i what we've been trying to do with like the hindi songs that we're releasing is sort of like keep like a more modern kind of production like like maybe like a little more la kind of production but also mm. infuse like hindi lyrics in there or like the kind of melodies or the kind of repetition that they use to like make the song hooky now i guess but okay. and i love to like play with native instruments you know just sort of putting the tabla in there time to time like what it, um, what is the tabla i'm not uh, familiar with that one tabla is like the percussion instrument so it's just like dum, tick, dum, dum, tick, okay. like that that uh, sound yeah, like yeah. yeah so that's like the tabla sound um it's like the most common like percussive instrument used in any music so um yeah so we just like um my song dead rose that was like my second release that that song has like a tabla kind of sound it's like a it's like toms and tabla together like just sort of like mess around with you know and like my producer shout out to mr omar roy he yeah like we both sort of connect on that uh he's also from india so we sort of like have that i don't know i think we just sort of align in the in that realm of like ambiguity when it comes to sound so we just try to like pull music like bold music instruments into like our music yeah yeah like to mess around with that is it primarily like uh like percussive instruments that you like lean towards or have you like played like wind instruments before i have not i have tried i'm trying i'm learning i mean not a wind instrument but like i'm learning how to play the saxophone right now oh <laughs> that's my that's saxophonist oh amazing yeah please semi former saxophonist <laughs> <Amazing>. <laughs> yes please tips and tricks like um sure, yeah, yeah. <laughs> but uh for my producer that i work with like percussion is like his like passion so he sort of is like very much in like using a lot of percussion and different kinds of percussion for me i'm more of like a melodic person like i'm more like like i like to mess around like melotron or like things like that just like flute and melotron like how can we i know like mess around with things like that yeah. so yeah more like maybe like lute and like things like that i've heard of the lute just like i'm gonna make it sound a little arabic well you say that you uh like your your ear goes towards like um like the melody a little bit do you find that that's kind of like what you listen for when you when you hear new music absolutely yeah that's the first thing that i get attracted to um i also feel like because again seeding from like the indian classical cuz it's so like there's no harmony in indian classical music so it's all like percussion and melody there is no concept of harmony there so mm. i think because i started there that's what something that i still look for go back to yeah like um yeah and I, i i'm i'm fairly good at writing melodies as opposed to like anything else i think like i naturally bring out like i can just hear shit and then yeah, it's yeah. fun what does your writing process look like when you're putting something together i think it just depends on the song yeah. but um it's very different with every song but again usually i would start with either like a baseline like either a baseline or like a melody or even like if i I I like to write poetry so like sometimes I just turn that into like lyrics and use it so maybe like a poetry would like bring in like oh yeah this could be a song so I just you know try to put a melody to that but usually it's like 
it's a melodic line that sort of gets me into the process of yeah getting into writing yeah, yeah bass cool. is something that i lean towards too like when when writing a song like that's often like the first kind of instrument that i can hear mm-hmm. and and obviously like like drums and rhythm uh like the melody that like, comes a lot later even though i play the saxophone harmony is tough for me of course but yeah i i can relate to to hearing like the the bass first that's yeah that's mm-hmm. something that i kind of like lean towards for my songwriting too yeah, yeah. yeah what is um what does your family think of your music you know kind of kind of blending a little bit of you know the traditional stuff that you know from home and the, you know maybe some of the new sounds and things that you hear here um so my family's not like extremely crazy about like like the english stuff that i write because again it's Cause you're not, working in both languages yeah, yeah yeah so like like recently i removed like released um a hindi song that that's called dhua and that is something that they just loved like they had they're just like see we told you you can write in hindi like come on and like things like that so they're like very excited about that stuff but when it comes to like my indie aussie kind of stuff they're like what is this like mm-hmm. <laughs> i don't get it <laughs> <laughs> so it's also that yeah because i feel like it's also very lyric lyrics heavy like because it's like a lot about the words that i write um yeah so like I guess if you're not like listening for that, then my music wouldn't make too much sense to you. <laughs> yeah. Is there one that you lean towards more than the other? I don't want to say, but I do think, yeah, I'm more of like a words person. Okay. So I. Well, you said you write poetry. Yeah. As well. yep. So I kind of like, yeah, I really look for like, like nice lyrics in the music I listen to. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, we had a a project when I was in school um, to compose. Uh, music based on poetry so we had to take an already written poem and translate it into into melody into harmony and that was that was one of my favorite like projects we took like the whole year to do it um at the end of the year we um we went out to new york and we performed at a venue so like we wrote for like a nine piece like ensemble and i know that that process was really like rewarding because um like studying like someone else's uh, words and trying to translate it into music it was tough but it was it was cool like it got you thinking about um like how they wrote it like the motions behind it and stuff so i, I kind of want to hear from you when you write a piece of poetry like um how is that translating that into something musical i think what helps me like you said like it helps you like think out i guess like outside of what you would normally do like like if i'm starting with a poem that i'm written uh, that i've written it's more like now i have to put those words into my sound so how would i make that and it's i think it also makes it a lot more visual Mm -hmm. because i can like okay like when you're when like you're writing poetry or like reading a piece of poetry i think like you can you have more imagery there and like things like that so it's easier easier and also sort of like helps you think outside the box in terms of like putting that sound to that those words as opposed to like usually like how you would do like the other way around so yeah i think try to connect that sometimes it's just like outright like oh um i don't know if it's like the word 
car there so i'm just going to put like some tires screech you know right, that, right, yeah just, and i think like that helps the listener also like visualize like songs better again like i'll just put a melody to that line first and then see where that takes me just, yeah. so so you're trying to paint like a picture for someone to like see like through your music yeah i yeah. think that's one of my biggest um things that i i try to do as i make it more visual because mm-hmm. i'm like a very visual person i like to paint and like sketch and things like that so and every like even the songs that i listen to like again i don't have like i'm i don't have like synesthesia or anything it's not like i see colors but i can make colors up in my mind when i'm like and it's always like yeah like i always imagine any song that i write i'm always imagining like oh like this would be like oh this is what you see like i try to create that in mm. some way Cool. Well, I was going to ask about drawing and, and sketching. Uh, you know, you, you say you like to do those things. Like, uh, do you incorporate that into some of your, like, music creation process? I try. Honestly, like, I've been very on and off with that stuff. I feel like I'm never too impressed with <laughs> putting those things together. So I never really, like, put them out like that. Yeah, yeah. But I'll definitely, like, if I've written a song, sometimes, like, I sketch out that song in whatever way i think like i I love to use charcoal and things like that so it's mm. just like almost like storyboarding yeah yeah exactly and then and then i can just then translate that like digitally but i wouldn't take that into digital i haven't done it yet maybe i would at some point but so you have you have these these interests in you know visual arts and sketching drawing and and poetry which i think is something that's not you know very common you know, I mean, I, I've written a few poems, for, you know, at school and things, but it's not something I've done a lot of. Mm-hmm. Is there like a certain uh, a poem or an artist that kind of sparked your interest in, in doing like written word and, and sketching? Or was that just kind of part of your upbringing, the arts in general? I think it was just a part of my upbringing, for sure. Uh, my mom also paints. Um, hmm. And then so that's how like I think she always like pushed me to do like do whatever you want, like, you know, enroll me in so many classes and things like that. So. I have like a little bit of training again I did not like persistent like do it like for a long time like train for a long time but I always like kept that because I feel like art is the only thing that I like to do like in general I do believe like everything is art and I try to approach every like everything like that even if it's like business whatever it is just like sort of a way of expressing yourself um but like typically like whatever we consider like visual arts poetry music whatever it is like everything to me is like that's all i want to do and that's that's like the only thing i can do so i just want to keep doing that um yeah like and i feel like my mom sort of is definitely like the one who always pushed me to like whenever like i'm sad or something uh my mom will just be like you know you just paint or you know like if you feel too overwhelmed with music is like there's a pressure like oh like this is your career and like things like that if you feel like that's what's but then you can you do other things so just do that you know use a different creative yeah, outlet yeah absolutely and yeah she really like helps me with that always has been and I, I think when you have that point of view of um treating everything as like um like an art then nothing ever really like feels like work right yeah like that's really cool. Yeah, but then at the same time, like, 
humanity yeah, <laughs> like, sure. you just like starting oh like we have to do this and it's like stressful like oh make a release plan like everything so like that like excel is not art mm-hmm. <laughs> things so, are like sure. <laughs> creating spreadsheets <laughs> but but yeah no I, I like in general I try to approach things like that as much as I can for sure I want to ask because I I know for myself, I was a pretty, you know, shy, quiet kid for the most part growing up. And I'm still not, you know, a super loud, outgoing in my my everyday life. Mm -hmm. And I know a lot of performers you meet, you know, they're very like, you know, introspective, you know, quiet, but they get on stage and, you know, they're a a different person um, because their their art, whether they're singing, drawing, you know, that's kind of their kind of tool to communicate almost. You know, do you feel like you have that experience where? to share and to you know kind of be yourself that comes out through your art yes absolutely i feel like and i think that's the whole reason that i created ladders is sort of like to put myself as brinda out of that equation Hmm. because like you said like same like i'm very shy like when i meet someone like i'm just like yeah you probably think i'm stupid i don't have anything to say (laughs) you know but it's just like i i just like it's hard for me to like even like initiate conversations or things like that and every you know like you have to network and things like that and like i've been to a lot of music schools and i've the the one thing they always talk about is you know like you have to network the whole point you know i just don't know how to like talk to people (laughs) like initiate conversations and then that's where like I think ladders came in for me where it was like like she does that she she can do it and like I can separate Brinda from her and then I can still be me in my little bubble on the side but when I'm on stage I have a different energy and I just mm. imagine myself as somebody else like this is okay. not this is not Brinda like it's almost that. like giving yourself permission <laughs> yeah <laughs> like you're, you're allowed you see like because yeah. it's very easy to like get in your head and be like oh like like my everybody's watching me like and things like that and if like that little kid but the funny thing i think also is like as a child i was not like this as as a child i was like very outgoing like my my parents still think i'm like oh i have like so many friends and like all of those things like whenever i go back to like why are you sad? Like you have so many people. Like you, you can easily make friends and all that. I'm like, no, it's not like that anymore. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. like they, they know the part of me when I was like maybe like in India. Like I moved here when I was ni- like eighteen. Okay. So, yeah, maybe I was like that when I was like back home. But yeah, like in five years, like so much has changed. <laughs> was it was it going to music school that in- inspired you to come out here? Yes, I mean that was my. That was my only way, I think, to get here in terms of, like, getting here that early, like, at 18. Mm-hmm. But I always wanted to be, like, stereotypically a pop star. So, like, when I was just, like, um, in the seventh grade, I was like, you know, there's nothing better than coming home and singing. So I just want to do that all the time. So I might as well do this yeah. forever, you know. <laughs> and then how can I make that happen? Ah! And my parents were like, yeah, you, you should, if you want to do this, you have to study it. Like, I, we don't, like, if you know and they feel, like, so sure about it, like, literally, like, I've been, like, formally training in music since, like, ninth grade, like, Western music since, like, ninth grade. And, like, a year before that, I was, like, still doing, like, 
activity and stuff. So it was just like, and I hate that stuff now. Like I, yeah. I got, <laughs> just like, I'm still going to music school. I'm so done with the educational aspect in terms of like, um, in like a system situation. Like I still believe in education, but it's just like, just in that class situation. Yeah, like it's just- Like the, just the structure of it? Yeah, yeah. Hmm. I feel like it's time for change for me. Time, it's time for ladders. Yeah, it's, it's time for ladders. Yeah. yeah, once you develop that structure, then you can kind of like stem from it. Like as long as you know like uh, the rules, you can like bend them a little bit. Um, I know for me, when I um, went to music school, I had no prior knowledge of music theory before college. So before I was 18. And to get into music school, of course, you had to be a good performer but you also had to pass like the written exams and i definitely failed those like a couple yeah. times yeah now it took a while to to get that and um i know a lot of other kids they uh they had went to like a school before they had gotten like some education on that and it was like really easy for them and i just i didn't know why like i always had like good grades in school like but then that was a whole nother language for me so like mm. yeah I, I get it the theory piece is like um a little difficult to like you know wrap your mind around but um like i mean you said that you learned that at what age were you uh i started learning like music theory in the eighth grade mm -hmm. and then i had i did igcse music and then i had ib music so all of these things were like in the ninth grade i was like studying vivaldi i oh, had no yeah. idea who vivaldi was before that because like Nobody talks about that stuff yeah, in India, yeah. right? So it's like, okay, like there's like, I have like these scores and that I have to analyze. And I don't know shit. Like, I don't know anything. <laughs> what, so, what's your favorite season? I mean, spring, because that's what <laughs> I analyzed. <laughs> <laughs> but um, yeah, so it was just, it was crazy, man. It was like so much information to process. And yeah so and then we did we studied Bach and this is all I'm doing that like when I'm like 15 16 so it was just that's why like now I'm just like no yeah, yeah. Oh God, I don't want to do that anymore I, I can I mean I didn't study in music but even just with skating because I, I was a, a figure skater Ooh. and um you know every you're learning all you want to do is like jump and do tricks <laughs> you know you don't want to but you have to do like an hour of just like edge work and you know a little tedious kind of skill stuff that you know as a kid it's boring but you know you're grateful to have done as you go on and like because you need those skills and that's what absolutely. kind of creates the whole package right yeah, yeah absolutely yeah. Uh, i can like i can figure out full part writing now that like, i didn't have to like like for me like now harmony classes or anything like that's all easy stuff like i hate it but it's still easy like, yeah because mm -hmm. it's just overdone like i've just overdone that stuff for me like for so you example. don't even have to think about it <laughs> like, yeah so it's just yeah like, but again like i think the biggest like challenge i faced at that time was like i had so much like theoretical information but it was very hard for me to translate that into my music and it took so long like even now like i have like one part is like this but like the other part is like still here because to bring all that into actual like your work like that's what I did not do when I was like young because I didn't understand that that well or like how I could actually implement that stuff in my music so like now like slowly I'm trying to like okay like, I have this information but how do I actually make that and I feel like that's what we need in like music schools like 
there has to be like a class or something that help like actually does that or like teaches you how you would actually take that even if it's classical music and you're learning classical music or like four part writing how do you actually put that mm-hmm. into your own music yeah and like that that's one way to make it more interesting i guess like you know so yeah i think yeah cuz it's not way. just about having like the ear for it like you also you know it's important to know like the outline too so that you can like you said apply it to other things yeah well uh i want to go back i know you talked about um why you use uh, a, a stage name ladders but where did it originate from when i was 16 i got a very like impulsive tattoo like just ladders mm-hmm. um at that time i did not i didn't even call this ladders i just called it like cuz i was i i was someone who would like easily give up um and like just if i can't do it i won't do it um and then i like sort of like told myself like you know no you have to keep climbing and like, never give up like keep climbing and that's why i got that tattoo cuz mm. i was just like done with myself <laughs> just like come just on as a reminder <laughs> yeah like every time i look in the mirror like yeah like you got to you know take that one step forward every time so that's what, that's why i got that tattoo and also like as a child for some reason i could never spell climbing i would always leave the b out and i was just like yeah you're climbing it's just climbing yeah so, so no i don't know like it just stuck out to me you know i was yeah i was like i can't spell this spell this word and yeah that's why i got the ladders climbing tattoo and then at 18 I think when I moved here and like finally had some time with myself um not at home and like not with like everybody I know just like alone I spent a lot of time with myself and I was like you know how would I separate myself and what is something that's really cool on my body you know I was like okay I'll ladder statue let's go nice <laughs> well I mean you came here at quite a young age Yeah. What are what are some of those obstacles that you've had to deal with, you know, for people who are maybe coming a lot of us are coming in here from other places. Yeah. So what are some of those obstacles that that you've dealt with? How have you dealt with them and what kind of advice would you give people who are just maybe coming here for the first time? Food if you're not from America, <laughs> I guess, like in general, yeah. Like I'm vegetarian. Okay. So and India literally has like the best vegetarian food. So when I got to LA, they were like oh it still has like vegan food and all that but i'm like no it's not close to the food so <laughs> i out of desperation i started cooking and i realized oh like yeah i can cook that's nice like that's a new skill like i learned how to cook and everything that's one thing i think for anybody who's coming here um la i believe is like a place where you can be whatever you want to be but you have to not lose yourself in that process mm-hmm. because I know there's so much to explore, but it's also very easy to get lost in that space. And um and I did like I was like, oh, like I want to do this, I want to do this. Like before I got here, I was like, I know exactly what I want to do. I come here I'm like, okay, I want to do too many things. So it's just like it's good to build habits for yourself that keep you in check and like in line of what you want to do. So I think and also like be ready for the culture shock like if you're not from like around if you come from any like eastern parts of the world like cuz i never thought i would 
feel like this because it's like oh i'm i'm pretty westernized like i listen to english music and watch movies like hollywood movies mm-hmm. <laughs> i'm going to be okay no it wasn't like that <laughs> i cuz i i moved to boston first i went to berkeley college of music for like a semester and i could not take the weather like i was sick all the time cuz i'm mm. from mumbai so it's like hot and then i like in boston it's like snowing yeah, <laughs> so, yeah. it's so tough like, <laughs> yeah, well, we're we're from coming out from michigan so yeah yeah the midwest is yeah. cold yeah. We, we know the cold <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's one of the reasons why i came out here too <laughs> yeah like i i visited la for one weekend i was like bye bye boston yeah. <laughs> <laughs> i don't want to be anymore. what am i doing there so yeah so yeah culture shock is real um food we i think everybody has to figure out how to cook at some point cuz yeah it's hard to i'm surprised by the food culture in LA honestly cuz i'm not a fan yeah mm-hmm. i expected better yeah <laughs> <laughs> that's funny cuz like um where i'm from like this is like you know uh, like a lot so much better di- more yeah. diverse yeah <laughs> um yeah we just didn't have like a lot of like different kinds of things and so like here i've been introduced to um thai food to indian food to um korean barbecue just like all sorts of stuff and that wasn't like and now i you know i don't even know if i've ever had like authentic like indian food i don't know but i on the ship we did oh yeah for sure yeah. okay on the ship yeah we <laughs> we used to work on uh, cruise ships ooh nice uh, performing yeah, yeah. and yeah. um there's yeah there usually is a lot of good uh, indian dishes on board I sometimes. Yeah. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, the, um, yeah, the chefs were from the Philippines too. Yeah. Really good stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I mean my my uh, I could be biased cuz also like I'm vegetarian so I'm like always pissed off. Same. At the f- oh. Yeah. Oh. Okay. <laughs> that that I'm surprised. <laughs> well, like I mean the Midwest is what like Applebee's all Yeah, there's Garden. there's no vegetarian <laughs> options <laughs> anywhere. Red, red lobster cuz no. yeah, <laughs> you want to get seafood in a landlocked state. Yeah. Thing, you know? <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> I'll I'll cook for you guys at some point. Like, All right, yeah, oh, yeah, that'd yeah. be take... yeah, <laughs> make some authentic Indian food for you. <laughs> <laughs> that'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. Well, I like what you said about kind of, you know, coming in and um, trying to stay true to your your path. That's something we've talked about, you know, quite a bit. There's a lot of opportunities for artists, but sometimes you do have to kind of, you know, put the blinders on a little bit and pick and choose which ones are right for you and and what you actually are trying to get out and you know move towards. So yeah. I think that's definitely uh definitely something yeah. And it's always to. an explorative journey like it's mm-hmm. not like oh there's one way to do something. It's like no like you do what you want. It's just keep your head in the game like you know you you like if you've moved like for someone like me like if I've moved like halfway across the world for something. I mean I'm just saying that because I've wasted a lot of time here and I know like coming out of it like I've realized that yeah like you, you got to stay on top of that. like try not to like go under and just be like no I'm going to take some time for myself like I yeah like take that break but still stay on top of shit like be in it and not out of it yeah that habit that discipline yeah mm-hmm. and you said it's been 5 years since you've been out here yeah well how was that um I mean you came like right before the pandemic right yeah. like <laughs> what was that period like for you and like communicating with your family even back home and things Uh it's funny so I I came here in 2018 uh and then I was in LA in 2019 in March of 2019 
I mo- I went back to India. No, 20. No, 2020. I went back to India uh, for a three-month break because that's like the school thing. So mm. I had like a three-month break and I went back home. And right when I was supposed to come back to LA, that's when India locked down. Okay. So, so you were there with your family. Yeah. I mean, I, it's a it was a bittersweet sweet situation. Like I'm I'm grateful that I was like at home safe and everything. But I hadn't been home in like eight, like 9 months, so it was like a little hard for me like okay, like, oh, I have roots here like right, you know, right. things like that. And my family moved from Mumbai to Delhi when I was like after I moved here. So I was in a different city. Mm. Um at home but in a different city so like i couldn't meet my friends and things so i was just a little like yeah i felt a little like ugh but um cuz i hate delhi it's i don't like that city like coming from mumbai it's like for me like it's just like going from boston to la like, is it is it, is it, is it kind of like here like it's a, it's like a sports team thing you're like <laughs> i hate the red Sox. You know? <laughs> yeah i mean that's like kind of rivalry between like delhi and mumbai okay okay cuz like the two like very different and power, powerful cities at the same time so uh, like very different cultures like pros and cons but mumbai is a better city like anytime <laughs> <laughs> so um yeah so it was just it was like a whole yeah i was getting used to it but um yeah it was but it was nice to be at home again you know for that long spend time with my family my dog and okay. then i came back here i was just i was like i felt like i was just like running out of like prison or something ready to go. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, like i'm ready man like like i was there like a few months ago and it's just like yeah like i'm here for two months but yeah like i, I got cuz i feel like i've gotten more comfortable in this city and just sort of like the space that i have here yeah yeah even but i'm like constantly con- like conflicted like i live in that space where i'm like i want to be home but i want to be here but i want to be home I be here and it's not like a two hour flight it's like a 24 hour flight so yeah. <laughs> like, I, i don't know <laughs> i got like make this quick mm-hmm. quick getaways back home but yeah it's my life is a conflict like <laughs> I, i just live in that space like even like ladders is all about like contradiction and change and things like so you use it yeah yeah, yeah that's my greatest inspiration like just longing in any sense yeah, that's <laughs> awesome Well, tell us about your experience. Uh, you're in school right now, yeah. right? Um, do you get a lot of chances to like perform and things with other? Yes, uh, I like it's it's fun. We have uh, we have something called the live performance workshop, as I was telling you earlier. Uh, it's like every week you have like so they have like different days with like different genres and different songs. So you just sort of pick whatever song, whatever genre, like anything, and it's just like on the spot ensemble. So you just learn your part. perform on stage. So that's nice. It's always interesting what like what happens there. A different band every <laughs> big, time? Big like collaboration yeah, like, process. Yeah, like okay. random people. Like, All right. Any any like there's a guitar student, there's a drum student, like if you signed up in the same or it could be different. You could have signed up in a different um slot, but this one's available, this one's like it's just random. Like, yeah. Just hmm. pick anyone and anyone to go. So and yeah, and then you're like on stage. So it's 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 a lot of fun because there's a lot of interaction i think um like i said like i'm shy uh i i don't go and talk to people in school but 
because because I'm like on stage, it's like, oh, like, oh, like you sounded good. Oh, that's one way to have a conversation. Like, oh, yeah, like now you can actually like meet people, mm -hmm. I think. So that's nice. Yeah. Yeah. That's cool. We uh, we had an experience in um in school where you could uh you could sign up with uh with a band or a group and then play at a venue um like downtown where the school was. Mm -hmm. And but but that one you had to be like a lot more prepared for like you had to um perform in front of the professor at least like once and uh like write your own songs and get your band together, but uh, your experience sounds cool cuz it sounds like um you get to play with a lot of different people and you have to learn quick, yeah. right? You have to learn the part. How, how long do you have? You can sign up to up, up to a week before. So. Oh, okay. Yeah, you have to learn that part in a week and yeah. then you're just thrown in with a new... Yeah, yeah that's a cool experience. Yeah. And then like this other class that I have this semester, it's called uh, Artist Development The Show. So the entire... Um, like you spend nine weeks on developing your, you know, like... Like I'm going there as ladders mm -hmm. and then I have to develop like three of my songs, uh, like get a band and then we're working on like stage presence, everything and all that. And the end of the class or like the exam is a live performance show and they have like um, they have like music executives there and like they call people for that show and then. You know, there's like a prize and everything. So, so it's a, a lot. It's kind of like your almost like your final yeah. project is kind of all geared towards like this performance. Yeah, your show exactly. And that is that's what I wanted to do since I came to MI. That was like the one class I wanted to take, and I can finally take it this quarter. So, awesome. <laughs> cool. Is it is it open to the public? Uh, can, can yeah, like any, yeah, yes, yeah? absolutely, yeah. Awesome, yeah. awesome. <laughs> <laughs> well, let's. When is it? First of all, and um, where where can everybody kind of hear? What you're working on and what you have coming up and things. Oh, uh, so I have my Instagram. I'm Waves and Ladders on Instagram. Um, I usually I also like play shows in LA. So like I spent like six months last year like just doing shows every month and like playing my unreleased music. But there's like a lot of stuff. Um, but you can find everything on my Instagram and my Spotify. Uh, and if you want to come for the show. It's in December. I don't have the date yet, but I'll keep you we'll, updated. We'll keep an eye out for it on <laughs> yeah. social media. Cool, yeah. Keep yeah. updated for sure. Uh, did you have a sample you wanted to share, like a little bit of something we could oh, hear? Yeah. Um, it's like an introduction to ladders. Um, it's called What I Write About. And yeah, it's just like what I write about. <laughs> cool. All right, let's hear it. How many of your greatest possessions have you lost? that you don't even know of. You're a prisoner of your mind, just like I am, of mine. So why do you act like you're better than me? I'm numbing my complexities just to devour your simplicity. A mask, a mask without a face, conflict, contradiction, and change. I'm self-aware, but unaware. Of my pink colored hair, wondering if you might just care what I write about. It's always there, and that's why sometimes I feel free. This is my hiding place, and you're here. Now you wanna be my friend, but you can't if you know me too well. 
Oh, cool. <laughs> was that was that the tabla? Uh, the k- kind of. Kind of. Okay. <laughs> it wasn't quite. Yeah. Okay. okay, okay. No, I, I'm, cool. I'm learning. I'm expanding my music horizon. <laughs> yeah. oh, I love that. It's a vibe. Thank you. Thank you. That's it's kind of dark. It's it's hard to keep like my dark personality like outside of. The realm. Oh, I, I love I love a good dark story. Right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, but I, but I felt it. It was like it was emotional. It felt like mm-hmm. close to you. So thank you, thank you. That's awesome. So ladders, what is like a um, what's like an important aspect that you you try to bring into like your your songwriting process? I think not not just. Uh, I mean, something that I li- like to talk about um in my music is like i just showed you like conflict contradiction and change um and all of those aspects i combined or even like a step before that is sort of like the intention of why you do what you do and like nothing else matters like i think over that um nothing matters more than why you do what you do i think um there's something i i wrote that i'd like to share um Okay. If you don't mind. No, yeah, I would love to. Just read something for you. We all make versions of truth for ourselves in our mind where we write that we had our reasons. Empathy, compassion, and maturity lies in letting go of that inhibition to truly understand what lies on the other side without making yourself the protagonist to listen and listen and understand intention. Because does anything else even matter? Oh. Beautiful. <laughs> awesome. <laughs> is that is that like your mantra? Do you say <laughs> that one to your? Do you just say that a lot to yourself? Yeah, I, mean, yeah. I read it very yeah. often. Um, mm-hmm. Yeah, I wrote this when I was like, uh, like nineteen, and just like feeling very heavy mm-hmm. uh, about a lot of like crazy things that were yeah, so happening to me. <laughs> so it's just like you know, um, every time that I'm in a situation where I feel I don't know, heavy in whatever sense, I try to read this and sort of, and even if I feel like someone's, you know, done me wrong or like some things like that, but like, was it really that or is that just my experience of it? So, mm-hmm. and then I could step outside that self and refocus view, your yeah, intention. Yeah, like view that from like so many other perspectives. Because, yeah, like we're all just living from our own perspective, I guess. And then, and then it's not too hard to just take like, like two degrees on this sure, side. Sure, to try and understand. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So yeah. Well, what's something you're working on recently that you're excited about? Oh, so my next Hindi song is coming next month, uh, and it's called Dil Ne Kaha. It's like a modern Bollywood track, close to like Dhuma that just came out last month, and yeah, um, this is different from the kind of music that I usually make. Again, Dua and Dilikaha are like two songs that are like happy and and that's not really, <laughs> that's not really like super like ladders. But again, like, I don't like to define myself. It's just like, yeah, like, I like to do this. So just trying to write in Hindi. It was very interesting and fun. So I hope everybody likes it. Yeah. yeah. Awesome. Right. We're excited. Yeah, thank you. Excited to hear yeah, it. Me too. <laughs> Well, Ladders, thank you so much for being on the podcast with us. Thank you so much for having me. Yeah. I'm very, very grateful because I've never done this before. Of course. (laughs) It was a pleasure having you and uh, we'll be over for dinner. 
Yeah, absolutely, yes. <laughs>